We have Tamara Hughes, IMBA class of 2016, joining us in the Owl's Nest right now. How are you, Tamara? Hey, I'm good. Thank you. Happy to be here. Well, thank you for joining us on this first virtual alumni reunion week. And you've been um, you know, a graduate of Rice Business for about five years now. And as you look back now at the program, what are some of the things that you really reflect on? So first, I can't believe it's been five years. I mean, it just seems, you know, impossible that, that it's gone by that quickly. Um, but, you know, looking back, it's the, um, the the relationships that were formed and how close our class was and, you know, how quickly ultimately even the two years went by and how much, you know, how hard it was, but how much fun at the same time. And, you know, the, the, the professors, I mean, it was just a, a great overall experience, which knew it would be good, was a little surprised at the um, uh, overall experience, didn't know what to expect, but was, you know, happy with it. Absolutely. And I, I was in the IMBA class of 2020, and our classes talked about some of the same things. And I think one of the things we noted is, you know, when you're in mid-career and you're going back to school, you don't really expect to to have this um, in individual relationships with men and women and friendships to develop at this point in your life. I mean, you have family friendships and and other friendships, but to have this brand new, I call them my tribe, um, was just so so cool. And and I'm like you, just really um, unexpected the level of um, you know the way we all connected. Yeah, and and tying into that was the. Um... We had our our preview day in July before you know the first semester started, and we went around the room and everybody had I don't know a few you know introduced themselves and a little bit about what they did and the variety of backgrounds and the success that people had had in their career and to be sitting in the room with all of those individuals and just amazed at the level of accomplishment that was there and then to realize that even with all of that we were all still there for the same reason. And that was to learn the language of business. And it was just that that moment of, oh, my gosh, we're all in the same boat, you know, and that I think lends itself to the, the relationships and everything that developed along the way in the subsequent two years. I see your background is electrical engineering. It looks like you've done a lot of software work in your career. When you entered the program, um, did you have, uh, I'm sure you had specific goals, but is that as you left the program, were your goals still the same? Or I know for a lot of people, it sort of made them open their eyes to something completely different. Right. It was when I entered the program, I knew that I was missing the business skill set in my in my background and that acquiring that was going to be challenging to do on the job at that point in my career. And so I really wanted to bring um, some business knowledge into combination with my technical knowledge. And when I I left, I was uh, the the company I was working for. I just wanted to bring those business skills to the table because I was taking advantage of my technical skills and you know improve my offering to the company. And then from there, it was wow, I can actually there's more opportunities out there than what I had been aware of or had considered going into the program. And you know it was that which is the same thing that you said that some of the uh, you know people your classmates realized as well. So I think it was the same thing. It's been a, a challenging year for everyone. Uh, this is the first virtual alumni reunion week, hopefully the last. What are some takeaways, I guess, for you personally and professionally? You know, from the last year. 
So professionally, it's understanding that if there is a desire and motivation that teams can work together effectively remotely, but that it takes commitment at all levels of the organization to make that happen. Um, personally was the um, opportunity to spend time with more time with my stepchildren who were my stepdaughter graduated and unfortunately right before the, the pandemic and her job was starting like nine months. She started her job in August. So from March to August, she had had all of these activities planned and everything got canceled. And so she found herself with this incredibly unique opportunity um, to do whatever she wanted to do with no school, no work, no personal commitments. And so spending time with her and just learning more about, um, you know, who she is and what her goals were and what her hopes and dreams were. And then same with my stepson, who was, you know, found himself in a position of school being remote. And, you know, now he's like taking computer science classes and finance classes and trying to do everything remotely. But, you know, being able to help him and talk with him and, and uh, learn more about his schoolwork and everything, I think. Um, you know, that was a great hidden, um, you know, surprise with the whole with the whole lockdown and the pandemic. And then obviously spending a lot of time with my husband. Yeah, yeah. I think it's um, made a lot of us just realize, you know, the importance of, of that family time. And um, I think a lot of people have different perspectives moving forward. Yep, yep, I agree. And uh, it will be interesting to see, you know, what the long term effects are, especially on people going back into offices or not, and what expectations are for individuals and what companies are uh, able to adjust and accommodate as we move forward. What about you and your own company? Um, were you working remotely you know, beforehand or how has that all transitioned and changed? Right. So I had a, I was working from home um, for about the first six months when I formed the company in 2018. And then was leasing an office space uh, out of a building near Memorial City Mall, the Frost Bank building, and then moved to an office space at um, Genesis Park. So for me, it's, you know, my office um, is, you know, where I'm doing most of my work, but I'm generally remote with my clients or some on-site time with my clients. So it wasn't really a big adjustment for me, just because of the nature of my work and um, the engagements with my clients. Where do you see uh, things moving forward? I know there's been so much talk about work from home and how that might, um, you know, obviously it's going to be here to stay in some in some capacity. But I've also heard some discussions more recently about people talking about the real value in, you know, being around people and having those meetings in person. Do you think it's going to be just kind of a hybrid moving forward? I think it will be a hybrid moving forward. The incredible value that I think, uh, you know, people who've been working in offices and then now working remotely, understanding the value of those in-person, informal, unplanned, unscheduled conversations and what that means, not just for their own career and their growth, but for the, uh, the company and the value it brings to the organization. Everybody's going to want that back and you're, you know, companies are going to need that to move forward. Um, but by the same token, there's also a recognition of the quality of life and, you know, commuting one way in an hour of traffic, you know, to get to an office and then back home again versus being able to do things and take those two hours back and 
spend some of that time working, that's going to be very difficult to give up. And I think companies are generally going to recognize that value in the, um, uh, you know, employees will be happier um, and likely more productive in some ways. So I was looking at a little bit about um, your background, and we actually have something in common. You grew up in a farming community in South Dakota. I grew up in a farming community in Indiana. So how did you end up in Houston? What what brought you to Houston ultimately? Right. So so my path was through Phoenix, Arizona, uh, where I moved when I graduated from college to work for Honeywell on the um, avionics for the Boeing 777. They were just getting, they had just been awarded the contract, so this is dating me, but they had just been awarded the contract by Boeing to develop a, a, a core, they call it their aircraft uh, information management system, an integrated avionics platform. So I was the first of the you know, first 50 engineers that ended up being a 600 plus engineering wow. um, effort at Honeywell. Yeah. And then, you know, staying in Phoenix, which was unexpected, um, uh, even now is unexpected and being able to progress my career through various companies and, and industries, always in a technology role until I, I made the decision to uh, acquire the business skills and then was looking at, at business schools and ASU and Rice were two of my choices because there were logistical advantages for both. But ultimately, um, you know, Rice was hands down the better school and was, you know, selected uh, and, you know, when I submitted my application and made the move to, to Houston at the same time, my husband, um, whom I had met uh, a year and a half before going to school at Rice, was, had been in Houston and had taken a job in Phoenix. And so he was going back and forth between Houston and Phoenix. So he, we had ties to Houston. Uh, so that was how I, I kind of like, it wasn't really a big conscious effort to move to Houston. It just was the circumstance and, and changes I was making that that brought me to Houston. You mentioned a lot of your um, activities, which I find interesting, just the um, the outside activities that MBAs and MBAs from Rice Business are involved in. Um, what do you think is so important about, you know, having, having those hobbies and things? And how do you balance all of that with career, family? And you, you've mentioned uh, skiing, uh, drinking fine wine, designer shoes. I love. <laughs> yeah, that one's dangerous. <laughs> There's a lot of self-restraint that gets exercised on that one. <laughs> you know, the, the outside activities, you have to have that balance. You have to have that mental break. And it's the um, managing stress and uh, just giving yourself time away to maybe let your subconscious work on a problem or um, just, you know, take the take the break, the physical break, the mental break um, from work. Uh, we're, you know, I'm incredibly fortunate in that my husband is also, you know, very activity oriented and, and stepkids are. And so a lot of things we are able to do together, which helps. You know, I don't with the you know the family and everything where we're we're doing something. My kids, everybody's an amazing skier. Um, everybody, I've married into a family of sailors. I'm the only one that doesn't sail. I mean, so you know, it's all of the water activities and snow activities that we're all able to do together, which is which is great. Um, but yeah, you, you need to absolutely need to have those activities to take the step away from work, even during school. You know, it was a I just need 15 minutes to go walk around the block. I have got to step away from the books for a little bit. It was it was mental health. Absolutely. Our our class, I don't know about your class, we stay in touch on the on WhatsApp, the the thread, the messaging thread in um not so much the past year, but before that everybody when they were on a trip, they would send pictures 
And it was just so fun to see, you know, some people are skiing, some people are on the water. So, and then of course you're always jealous because you wish I was just because of my vacation. Yeah. yeah, we same same thing. And people would occasionally post, you know, not safe for work, and then send like beach pictures or ski pictures or something. Yeah. <laughs> so another thing that fascinates me, uh, you can list the 50 states in alphabetical order in less than 20 seconds. Yeah, so, so you can't write that down without me asking you to do it. <laughs> yeah. So this was a um uh elementary school music class. There was a song that we learned that was called the 50 Nifty United States. <laughs> and and there's a whole you know chorus line to it. Um, but it boils down to you learn the 50 states in alphabetical order and and sing them in the song that you know it sticks with you after you've learned it and just repeated it so many times. So yeah. I'll, I'll knock it out if you're ready. Yes. If you want to time me, that's great. Now let me get my phone here. I'll also say I did this our last day of, in class and uh, the class timed me. So I don't know if I can beat that record or not. Okay, but. well, we'll find out. <laughs> okay, on your mark, get set, go. Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, Idaho, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Nevada, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, North Carolina, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, Virginia, Washington, West Virginia, Wisconsin, Wyoming. Oh, 21.38. <laughs> <laughs> What's your record? What's your lowest record? I, I think I may have gotten it below 20 one time, but um, it's taking the breath that throws the whole timing off. Yes, yes. Well, and I'm sure if you do it several times in a row, you get faster and faster. And <laughs> right, right, exactly. That's quite a talent. We did not learn that song where I went to school. So. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing your talent with us. <laughs> My hidden talent. <laughs> Is there anything else you would like to uh, to talk about, um, you know, during this alumni week um, that I haven't asked you about? I mean, I, you know, again, I can't believe it's been five years. I think it's amazing. I, you know, every, you know, I'm looking forward to being back in person. I think it's been a lot of fun to see the innovation and the embracing of remote technologies and remote capabilities for not just, you know, companies, but I mean, I'm on the board for Rice Business Partners and, you know, all of our events this year were, were over Zoom, which was a gigantic pivot for Rice Business Partners. And yet I think in some ways it was a positive for us because I think we reached a lot more people and the opportunity for a lot more people to attend the events because they could do it remotely. Um, so, you know, that and I hope that, you know, it finds a place even going forward as we go back to in-person. Um, love, you know, look forward to doing the next alumni reunion in person and, uh, um, you know, seeing my classmates in person. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And I agree. I I have to admit, you know, I'm I'm more of an in-person person and didn't really love all of the, the Zoom, you know, stuff in the beginning. But you you start to get used to it, and and I can say I probably moving forward would attend more programming at times when it's like I'd really like to hear that. But if I don't have to get in my car and go, but I can just hop on where I am and listen to a thirty minute hour webinar and gain something from it, I think I'll, I think I'll be a hybrid moving forward, as I think a, a lot of us will be. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for joining us in the Owl's Nest. Thank you very much for having me. This was fun.
Tamara Hughes, EMBA class of 2016. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much.